0: Hey, dude! This dog like stinks, man. Okay,
1: groomer, do something about it, man. Five, four, three, two, one, 0. All engine running. Lift We have a
0: lift off? Hey, all you pet stylists! You found the groom pod. Welcome to our virtual salon. My name is Susie, and I'm your host. I'm a mobile groomer from Seattle, Washington, and anyone who knows me will tell you I love to talk, especially about my job. One of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show, Miss Barbara Bird. Hey, everybody. Hi, Susie. What's up? <laughs> Hi, Barbara. I love your glasses. They are so hip and beautiful and they match your hair. Welcome to episode 325 of The Groom Pod recorded on January 30th, 2022 in Snohomish, Washington and Tucson, Arizona. This podcast is brought to you by listener support through Patreon and our donation button on the website and through our kind sponsors, Best Shot, Evolution Shears, Show Season, Groom More and Stazco. This week on the Groom Pod, we're gonna answer some Facebook questions from our Facebook group. We'll learn a little bit about fabric softener, and we're gonna talk about our favorite brush tools. Barbara, this week's What's New is brought to you by Groom More Software. <laughs> So, Barbara, my vacation was perfect. I'm happy in Disneyland again. All of my plans came to fruition. All of the thoughtful things I did paid out. And I had just the best time riding the roller coasters at Knott's Berry Farm with nobody else. The place was empty. And a great, predictable adventure at Disneyland. I walked 14 and a half miles. <sighs> yeah, I was limping a little at the end of the day, but it was wonderful. I got to see the new Star Wars ride. I got to shoot the webs on the web slinger. I got to ride everything I wanted to ride. I even had a corn dog from Corn Dog Castle. So it could not have gone better. However... I don't have a lot of grooming to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Except I will tell you this. I have been so enjoying my behavior class, even though I missed it this Wednesday because I was in Disneyland. So I did a big catch-up course and I'm also doing an online behavior summit that's happening right now and I'm watching things over there and I've learned a ton of stuff and I just thought I'd share just a few small things I've learned. One of the best things I've learned is... Sometimes the dog isn't ready. They start to struggle, but if you give them a short break and pick the foot back up, like, for instance, for a nail trim, sometimes they just need a moment to, like, regather themselves. Sometimes I need a moment to regather myself. That was really helpful with my dogs here that I did the last couple days. I thought it was very interesting. Another thing I learned is how quickly dogs age at the end of their life. I mean, we see it, but oftentimes we don't think about it. Like dogs you see every eight weeks, sometimes in that eight week period, they really do change a lot. An injury can happen, a tooth can fall out, some gum disease can happen, and we just need to be extra sensitive to things like balance issues and knee injuries and mouth problems at the end. And I I mean, I think about it, but I never really focused in on that end of life senior issues that come along and kind of sneak in there, the back door. Maybe I could catch some of those a little earlier than I have been. And uh, the other thing is that I get in my own way a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do you? Oh, yes. (laughs) And mostly the front right foot is the foot that I have a difficult time with because my table doesn't move and I have walls on three sides. So I have to move the dog towards me. Sometimes that necessitates a little struggle on the part of the dog
1: well and i'm gonna add something yeah i think that right forepaw is a consistent issue amongst canines really i think they're kind of in that way right-handed i i think they just are more protective about that right forefoot and legs assembly than the rest of them because I constantly have more problems with the right uh, front foot. That's been my hypothesis for quite some time. It's interesting. I think
0: some of it stems from my nail trims because or maybe it's everybody's nail trims because of the way you've got to pull the dog's leg out a little bit to the side there especially to get the dew claw yes the dew claw Yeah, so I became hyper-aware of that situation and realized that I'm my own problem there, and I need to figure out a better way to position the dog so that I can get at that front leg a little bit better. And I'm certain it's affecting the way I scissor the front right leg too. So i just kind of assessing that. So that's all the grooming I have to talk about. So I'm passing it to (laughs) you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm in my Sunday state of mind where I'm, like, putting my week behind me. So, uh, sorry, the door is closed. I don't remember a goddamn thing. I know.
0: Sometimes it's like that. Oh, I have one more exciting note. I found a local mobile groomer to take my big doodles, who will love and cherish them and take good care of them and be a good part of the family, and I can feel comfortable. Thanks, Alexis, in case she happens to listen. I'm so happy about that because I can feel like I didn't abandon them. I have abandonment issues, apparently. So I just have to let that go, and now that I have a place to send them, everything is all better. So that's the update on that.
1: Uh, You know, I know why I couldn't remember, because I have, in the last month, had three of my dogs die. Oh, yeah, you want to block that out. Yeah, just last week we had, I think maybe it was even two of those happened in in like a 10-day period. Long-time grooming babies, you know? And that's hard. It's uh, it's so hard that I can't hardly stand my feed, my Facebook feed, where everybody puts that their dog died. You know, like, oh, enough, enough, enough. I'm going to have empathy burnout, you know. It's a tough thing because I'm on a horse
0: group that everyone seems to post on when they're having a problem or when their horse is gone. Occasionally when they get a new horse, but mostly it's, oh, my horse was diagnosed with so-and-so. Can you give me advice? And then six weeks later, it's, oh, my horse passed away. He was my hard horse. Here's the picture. And <laughs> I, it's enjoyable to read the stories, but there's a lot of pain in those stories. And sometimes it bleeds out. Please, yeah. pun intended there. <laughs> <laughs> so is everybody back at work at your place?
1: Yes, and uh, everybody seems to be healthy for the moment, although Yvonne is so precarious. You know, she comes with her wrist brace. I bought her uh, an, an elbow sleeve, a full sleeve there for, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there he is her right knee bandage because it gets too cold, yeah. except when she's too hot. A lot of war wounds. <laughs> Boy, the poor woman, but <laughs> punching barrels on. Good. Oh, you know, God, I just love her. How about Dave? Dave's back and healthy? Dave's back. Dave's healthy. Dave groomed the dog. Great. Dave groomed at the other place, the dog that bit Yvonne last week. Get out. How'd it go? Well, he had the benefit of my experience of what we kind of figured out Yvonne's experience was that she allowed them to try to hand the dog to her face first. Never good. Never good. And I I finally, I had to ease into telling her that that was her mistake. And of course, she's not going to define it as a mistake. And I said, but I haven't taught you that before, so I'm teaching you that now. Is to take them with the rear end towards you, rather than the head. And um, he let the dog run around at the other place. They have doggy free for all. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So they have the owner's standard poodles running around and, you know, various others and, and grungy Dave's puppy running around. And so he just let the little nasty shih tzu hang out. And after about a half an hour of hanging out, the dog came and sat beside him. (laughs) He said when he went to reach for her, at first she would have nothing to do with him. But after, uh, you know, a little while with a stare poodles, (laughs) his puppy probably jumped her because Grungy just loves everybody, all people, all other dogs, (laughs) all pieces of furniture. It's just his world. And so... Uh, the dog finally had enough of that shit and came and sat by Dave's foot. And then Dave was able to pick her up. Oh, that's good. That's, that's kind of good. Yeah, uh, that works. And, and what, what we've observed the last two days, we observed that my my little bitchy, bossy, little little Leah, she hasn't been attacking the dogs at the shop. You know, like she would come out. She's sort of like one of these fish that hides in, the, in its little cave, you know. <laughs> and then when somebody comes out you know, zips out there and nabs them and then zips back in. Well, that's how she is. There's a couple of beds that are up by one side of my table and she hangs up in there. And she hasn't been zipping out and doing that. And I, I suspect that somebody put her in her place. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think somebody did something and scared her. And it might even have been grungy when he was on the loose earlier this week. But uh, she's just kind of letting it pass. Interesting. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. She's just sort of like forgetting about that. <laughs> so that my Sunday dog last
0: week, right, I flew out on Monday. Uh, I'm. Yeah. I'm I'm wandering through the middle of Disneyland, right? I've flown on the airplane. I've stayed in the hotel, wearing a mask and everything most of the time, except for outside of Disneyland. And I get a phone call from that client. They have COVID. Oh, no. So I just left the mask on for the time I was gone. And uh, I haven't felt anything. And I don't know how much longer, but I'm staying away from everybody. I forgot that. I,
1: am, I got my four free tests. From the government. Mine will be coming. Yeah, I got mine. They're here now. I think I was in the early wave of yeah. the because I jumped right on it. Tuesday. Me too. When it was supposed to be like on Wednesday. I jumped right on it and ordered. And uh, they're there. They're in my, you know, and now I just got to remember where I put them.
0: You know, like...
1: <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to remember, I should probably write it down. Yes, you should. You
0: know. Indeed. Stick it on my computer. <laughs> I'll be happy when this stinking virus thingy is all over with, or at least it's I ridiculous. don't know. I
1: don't think, <clears throat> I think our lives have been forever changed. Well, some of it, yeah. I, I think that we will have shit going on.
0: I Maybe do Maybe not
1: at this high a level.
0: Right. Right.
1: But... I don't think it's going to go away.
0: Well, I'm not not a fan of the mask thing because my face, it pokes up underneath my eyes. And, you I you have foggy glasses in the air. I know. I don't like the masking either. Plus, I miss everybody's smile. It's You can kind of tell their intention from their eyes, but you're missing that whole vocabulary part that's below the nose. I think that's kind of a loss, but... Yeah, Hello. Oh, all right. All oh, well. right, hey, let's take a break since I've got to sh- you got to run. Yeah, I'm watching the yeah. time. I'm going to a hockey okay. game.
1: Chris Bear Anthony here visiting the Groom Pod. So, if you know me, you know how much I love my Evolution Shears. They are the only shears I actually use. So, check out all the options, including customizable non-swivels at evolutionshears.com and give Abby a shout with any questions you might have. GroomPod listeners get $10 off and free shipping with the code GroomPod, so check them out today. Your hands will thank you.
0: Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. Well, Barbara, we went back to the well, back to the GroomPod discussion group, and pulled out a question for this morning's podcast. Patty Burke who I guess you have some previous association with. Yes. Patty Burke asks, How much of the max should I use when bathing a puppy Bichon, just turned one-year-old, who mats easily at the harness points, back, belly, underarms, under ears, a small point under the chin, and that foot pad at the ankle bend? Should I use it right before the final rinse and let it sit for 10 minutes or apply after final rinse to those areas and leave it in? P.S. Barbara Bird helped me so much when my senior Bichon Tommy acquired MRSP and required daily baths. I think she, does she mean MRSA? Yeah. Okay.
1: There's a few questions today. Let's just talk about the match for a minute because we, we talk as though everybody knows what we're talking about. And they may not. You listen to the commercial. It talks about it. But it's a... Uh, really something that we use mostly at the recirculating bathing system where where you can mix it in with the bath water that gets recirculated over and over. What they did is they just took their silicone agent from their conditioner series and used that one ingredient in a form that we could use as a concentrate to then add to baths or conditioners or use, in my, in this case, possibly use it by itself so that you don't overly soften a coat. And, you know, the Bichon puppy is going to have a very fluffy but tending to soft coat. So what that ingredient's name is, Advanced Amino Modified Silicone Polyether Polymers. Like, oh, yeah, well, right. That's a mouthful. (laughs) A (laughs) mouthful. And actually, that's a category of ingredients. It's not really a single ingredient. There are probably several different products available that fit that category. But what's important is that it's advanced. It's today's version of the best silicone it's water soluble. It makes a very ultra ultra thin coating on the hair, seals in moisture, you know, and adds slip that helps comb up. So that's why she's chosen to use the Max and when used by itself as a spray or a rinse through, it doesn't soften the coat as much as a full conditioner with skin softeners, hair softeners, and stuff in it. So it's just kind of a minimalist effect if you're going to scissor something. The point I wanted to make about this product is that it's very 2022. You know, the original... Silicone oils that we got in the 1980s have been tweaked and reengineered and reinvented and copolymered with this and copolymered with that and you know hooked up here and and made so that they don't build up, which used to be the single most problematic f- feature of silicones in coke care, and that
0: still permeates
1: the silicone
0: talk out there often.
1: Oh yeah, it's so misinformed, but we love to use it through the recirculating system because a little teeny teeny bit uh, will do the job. For example, I mix it up 16 parts water to one ounce of max. And that's pretty concentrated. Really concentrated. Then I put an ounce of that into my bath that I'm gonna recirculate through the duct. So that's all I use. A mixed-up bottle would get you through 16 dogs or even 32 dogs if you just used a half an ounce of just a giant squirt, right? So a very, very little bit of this goes a long way and does the job. You do not need to let it sit on the coat at all. Because the little molecules grab onto the coat right away. Yeah, it's cationic. It works by magnetic Forces just like magnet so that's how long it takes for the conditioner to adhere to the coat that long okay (laughs) that's why it works so good in the
0: recirculator is because it circles the whole dog so often that there's certain to be a little molecule of silicone hooked up to almost everywhere it's
1: infinitely almost infinitely spreadable this silicone copolymer Almost infinitely So you just dilute it And it just spreads out more And it spreads out more And it spreads out more It just will absolutely Cover the whole coat Without weighing it down at all
0: The problem with that Because you know Nothing's always exactly perfect The problem with that Is if you use too much You don't really see a problem with it So you're just pouring a little money Down the drain without
1: realizing it <laughs> I, Which I think All groomers do. You know, the thing for groomers when we're trying a new product, we always kind of go by if a little bit works well, a lot will work better even. And that's not necessarily the case uh, with conditioners because you can definitely over condition a coat and have it be Sometimes even oily, depending if the conditioners have oils in them, but um, it can just really backfire on you.
0: Yeah, not necessarily with the Max so much because you don't notice it when you've overused
1: it. Yeah, well, the Max is such an ultra-thin film that it forms on the hair that it doesn't matter. I only use a couple drops in my
0: recirculator with a little bit of water. I drop it in right next to the recirculator and make sure it gets busted up. And sometimes I throw a little results rinse in there with it. That really is a nice combination. And I work it through the whole dog, make sure I'm not going too fast, make sure that everywhere gets hit. And I think I notice it. And it doesn't seem like I should because it's not that much. But I really think I do. And you can
1: use it as a spray after the bath. So for this particular shown, that's what I would have done, both through the recirculator in order to get the whole dog, and then as a spray, as I'm drying. You know, as we're drying dogs, I don't think we realize that we're creating wind. And wind stirs up the ions in the air, right? Right. And so sometimes we're actually creating static electricity into the coat
0: that we're drying. I can see that. Plus my electric personality just does that on its own. <laughs> The dog here just
1: stands up. Boing! This is my kind of gal. Boing! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dogs love your bubbly personality. It's true, it's true.
0: Yeah, well, I wasn't sure if she had a recirculator, so I suggested to her putting it in a spray bottle, diluting it down. She asked about how often she has to then throw that away and i was wondering that as you mix your stuff up cuz we use a lot of volume of that stuff but maybe she might not and i said maybe distilled water would help it last yeah
1: well you can do distilled water but you know what when you when that all you've got is a silicone copolymer it's not going to feed any kind of microbes it's not even a carbon which is most of our world carbon-based proteins are carbon-based yeah it's not even a carbon-based it's silicone from the sand (laughs) and and it's so non-nutritive it's no nutrients for any bacteria that might be floating in that tap water so i don't think you have to worry Plus you're
0: not opening the spray bottle top you're you're keeping it yeah. closed for the most yeah. part yeah. so
1: i I you know like now, if I have a spray that's like a full range conditioner with emollients and maybe some botanicals or something in it, and I'm making a spray out of that, that's where I would really want to use distilled water, okay, um, right, and proteins in that
0: possibly that yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. that makes sense. What about rubbing it into the matte spots? Do you think you need to maybe spray it into the matte spots? You don't need
1: to rub it, and you don't want to rub matte spots. Right. If it's really matted, you might want to work that out. I don't know. There's two ways to do mats. You can work on them before the bath with, like, a silicone gel, like Cowboy Magic or Equus Survivor. The horse people all have silicone gel products that you can use for manes and tails. You can work on coat like that, and then it'll pretty much rinse out when you bathe it. Or you can bathe it and then apply silicones to the coat, dry it, and then be able to separate the hairs and stuff. Yeah, if the dog is actually matting underneath they shouldn't be wearing that harness all the time
0: that's what i put up there i also the puppy's a year old so coat change is going to happen and in those spots where she says belly back underarms under the ears those are points where the folds of the skin tangle that hair up those spots i think at this point if you could just shave them out rather than trying to detangle them, because they're going to mat back up as soon as the ears swing or the legs Uh, swing. I'm not going to be shaving out cheeks. (laughs) Right, or under the chin, but under the arms or behind the ear spots where the skin is so close together there. I think that's just probably be better off shaved out. Final rinse, that's kind of where I use it, actually. So I occasionally will put it into one of the sentiment shampoos to beef up the de-shedding a little bit when I'm doing the shampoo. But most of the time I empty my shampoo out and I put it in and rinse the dog off
1: with it for the final rinse. Is that how you do it? Most of the time. I sometimes put it in the shampoo, it, you know, especially if it's a dog that's, you know, like getting a comfort clip or, <laughs> or you know, like short, all short clippered all over. Um, yeah, I'll just make it in, put it in the shampoo and save myself time and water and um, not worry about it. So, but I did want to really make a point that she doesn't have to let it sit. Letting this silicone product sit for 10 minutes is just wasting your time. That's just an excuse to watch TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, let's take another break and then be back with a little discussion on the toxicity of fabric softener. We love our sponsors, like Show Season. Let me tell you about my favorite Show Season products. True Tearless is a hypoallergenic, scent-free shampoo that really cleans and never, ever leaves a fragrance. Pair it with the hypo conditioner and you have a winning, smell-free combination. Results Rinse is an after-bath rinse that lightly conditions and protects without adding any weight to scissor coats. It aids in drying time and it helps with brush-outs, too. Show Season carries Barbara's essential oil blends and mellow pet shampoo, blueberry products, delicious colognes, hemp products, a feline line, spa and natural options, and so much more. You can find Show Season animal products at all shows and through lots of distributors like Cascade Grooming Supplies. And you can check out all their products at their website, thebestpetshampoo.com or call 678-382-0218. Make every season a show season. Up in the morning and out
1: to school. The teacher is teaching the golden Groomers, take your seats. School is about to begin.
0: What in the world sent you down this rabbit hole, Barbara?
1: I walked myself right into it. <laughs>
0: When you you send me that message, I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, she's down.
1: Yeah, I I locked myself right into, uh, this is what happened. I wanted to participate a little more on the Arizona Groomers Facebook group because I feel dissociated from my own people. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. (laughs) <laughs> you're trapped so. a little bit in your house especially
0: with a non-working key there
1: <laughs> and and so look, look at it. i have so many more facebook friends that are like out of state out of country out of sight you know and then here's this whole great big group of arizona groomers in my state and we don't know each other very well so we have a list and i've participated on that but i just said well i do something and so I noticed that we had this isolated wind they warned us it was going to be a windy day. A big wind. A really big wind. Really big wind coming, you know. (laughs) And it did and I woke up, yep, it's all rustling out there and uh, I don't know I don't do well in wind. It makes me uneasy mm-hmm. and just like not comfortable. And then there's all the blowing of your hair and that kind of shit that happens and up your skirt and, you know, like uh, things that go wrong in the wind. And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the only time the wind is, is welcome is when after you fart. glad we're outdoors in the wind okay so anyway (laughs) that's a whole nother kind of wind that's another whole kind of wind so I thought well I I wonder if everybody else is having a bad hair day because it's it's windy and there's a lot of static electricity it's created in the air and so dogs coats are always like standing on end and my own home dogs are looking a fright. <laughs> <laughs> so I posted on the Arizona crew, it was like, uh, okay, wind advisory, prepare for static electricity. What do you do? Somebody came back with a couple of things and then I remembered, oh yeah, I had this, I said, what is your hack? Oh, I'm so hip, I know how to use that word. <laughs> what, is your, <laughs> what is your hack for static electricity? And so started a little conversation. And then I remembered that I keep a spray bottle of fabric softener at the tub so I can chase down suds from the recirculating bath. Yeah, me too. And I have been known to take that spray which is usually somewhat diluted uh, fabric softener, and just mist over the top in the air over my table, you know, and somebody else said they rubbed a dryer sheet over the dog real quick if they were anticipating a problem or having a problem. So then it opened up this, oh, this huge toxic, you're feeding toxic chemicals to your, no fabric softeners. Toxic! Here's the story. And there's this link to this article. that has got all this fear-mongering crap in it. it Scare you the death off of fabric softeners and <laughs> I get
0: it that's how you got onto the diving board and headed in <laughs> I know, in my own group
1: there, I was trying to make friends <laughs> and then all of a sudden I've got to defend fabric softeners <laughs> <laughs> you know like there's so much misinformation in that article, I can't just walk away from it no, that would be very unbird like <laughs> I mean, and here's the thing there's not a huge difference between fabric softeners and hair conditioners use the same ingredients, not all the same ingredients.
0: And it's up near our faces all the time on our clothes. If it was that dangerous, for
1: heaven's sakes, we shouldn't put it on our clothes. And we shouldn't put it on our clothes. The troublemaker is fragrance. Of course. This article listed a bunch of toxic chemicals that were in the, you know, but most of those chemicals are chemical components of fragrances. So we need to distinguish between ingredients and components of ingredients because they're meshed together. What is There's a word for when you do that, when you mesh together the the apples and the oranges. And the truth is, Of all of this little list of seven toxic chemicals, only one wasn't a fragrance component. So a fragrance component, it's just like, okay, here's water. Its components are hydrogen and two, oxygen. Right. Okay, so you don't go say people need to list the hydrogen and the oxygen. Right. Water will do. Like you would do for water, but they're going to do that for the fragrance. So the fragrance contains like delimony, limonene, limonene, linalool, uh, acetate this, butyl uh, that, you know, just little teeny fragments and the, all those things. Each they have all have scent notes involved that are put together to make fragrances, Right. And it's not right to list those as single ingredients because there's not there are only one sixteenth of it, let's say there's sixteen components to a fragrance, and that's that's low. There's some perfumes and colognes that we use for evening wear, they might have a hundred components. You know, those really expensive complex smells. Complex smells. So you can be allergic to a fragrance component and that can cause a reaction, but it's not the, the other elements in the fabric softener are not really that problematic. There's ethanol and ethanol is a solvent. Ethanol is raw alcohol. Okay. And ethanol is a solvent for fragrance oils. So that everything will dissolve together in the product. It's another way, another version of emulsifying without it Just super dissolve it
0: all. It forces everyone to play nicely on the playground. So spraying it over the top of the dog, not that big a deal? Oh, no, of course it's not that
1: big a deal. I do want to say that fabric softeners are not a good Choice, even fragrance-free ones, for dog towels. They make them less absorbent. They make them less as absorbent. I
0: didn't know that until recently.
1: Yeah, I knew that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're older and wiser than I am.
1: <laughs> but now that I, you know, like, hey, you t- display a little bit of knowledge. Now I'm expected to be all fucking encyclopedia. <laughs> Of cosmetic ingredients, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you actually are. <laughs> yeah, but they don't know that on the way Arizona groomers, they treat me like I'm just an ordinary piece of shit. And I guess I should be grateful for that. Right. <laughs> you know, like to get away, from, except that I sort of like my celebrity status. Indeed. <laughs> I get that. It just feeds my hungry ego. You know, I like to be recognized. I like to go where everybody knows your name. (laughs) (laughs) The internet. (laughs) One last question
0: about the fabric softener. What about fabric softener in the environment? Like, for instance, if I'm chasing bubbles, my bubbles are going out there into the environment. Is that okay? Just curious. Do you know? 'Cause I stopped using it, but I can't remember what I must have read something that was, you know.
1: Okay, so I yeah, so I read a couple of these things. First of all, I read this total misstatement that if you're using liquid fabric softeners, it all the chemicals go into the ocean. Yeah. Like that. What the fuck? You okay, know, like that, you know? <laughs> like come on. I'm in I'm in Tucson, Arizona. You <laughs> right. know. 25 miles away from any water source. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm two hours into Mexico, uh, (laughs) Rocky Point before there's ocean front. Good. You know, like okay. So I don't think so. And uh, you know, like there are uh, components that that by themselves could be very uh, undesirable, but. When you've got like one one millionth of a million, you know, like it ain't, it ain't troublesome. Okay. I the just- dose makes the poison. The dose makes the poison. Even the ethanol, which is not really a welcome ingredient in something you're putting on skin, even, though, even the ethanol, it's there so little. And ethanol is highly volatile. As soon as it hits the air, true it's it's out of there. Now, what about the the other issue that has kind of surrounded the whole uh, fabric softeners are toxic conversation? Is a, an old conversation? Yes, that was just. Revisited in order to dump it in on our use of fabric softener at the grooming table. Okay. You know, like it sort of settled down in about 2018, but 2010 to 2016 is a hot, hot issue on the internet especially bloggers and that kind of stuff. And they just blew the whole thing out of context. The trouble with dryer sheets is that they're heated. The chemicals are heated in the dryer and then expelled out through the exhaust system of the dryer into the air we all breathe. So your neighbor could just be poisoning you. (laughs)
0: ah we don't want that
1: seriously you know there's there was a study that showed that this happened that there was chemicals that were exhausted from the dryer with the use of dryer sheets that were like undesirable and by themselves could be harmful but another study found that The same chemicals were present out of your exhaustive dryer, even when there were no dryer sheets. Oh, (laughs) okay. So more studies will be needed. (laughs) More studies will be needed. And how many parts per million does it take in your airspace in order for there to be a risk to your health? The biggest risk to the health is the people with fragrance sensitivities. I even read a blog that was so down on fabric softeners. It said, "Don't even smell your clothes." And then I just finished watching this commercial where these men are in the <laughs> laundry room, you know, and there's this black guy, and then there's this Asian guy, and they're just like going crazy over the fragrance in <laughs> their clothes as they like empty out the dryer. Oh man, it so—it's really very cute. But, you know, our attraction to fragrances, it's just growing, increasing, increasing, increasing to the point that you can't be comfortable unless you got fragrance around you. Like,
0: come on. Well, I went to Disneyland. The lady I went to Disneyland, she had some perfume and I'm not a perfume wearer, right? It smelled nice, but I happened to walk behind her. when she was squirting herself and I got a big shot on my clothing and when I got home Terry goes, why do you smell funny? <laughs> and I thought oh I just, what did I just done something with uh, some spray of some other kind and then I got upstairs and I took my shirt off and I was like, oh my god it's my shirt <laughs> wow, it made my eyes water it was, it's, it's just not for me <laughs> I like it on the dogs though I'll admit it.
1: That's another subject. I always like talking about fragrances. And, uh, you know, do we want more or less? And it it seems that fragrances are winning. I think they've won. Yeah, they're just an easy pleasure. And we've just really indulged ourselves. Yeah. Um, And I do like it when my dogs smell good. Yep. Okay, one last
0: break, Barbara.
1: Let's see what's happening at
0: the grooming table. Our friend Chris posted a picture of two wet brushes on the Facebook discussion group, and it got me thinking about the brushes. And then, lo and behold, as if by ESP, my standard poodle owner texted me and asked me for a brush recommendation – And I immediately ran in, started looking for the wet brushes, and I bought a mini wet brush. It's little. It's a detangler wet brush. And I didn't realize there could be a brush that would be too small for my own head. (laughs) But I took it to Disneyland and I hated it. (laughs) But I'm really excited because it's going to be perfect for little dogs because it has a tiny handle on it. Let's talk about wet brushes and some other brushes that might be our very favorite kind of brush tools these days. Start with the wet brush, Barbara. Tell me about it.
1: What makes the wet brush valuable is that it's here again, it's new technology. It's not just the plastic of yesterday. The plastic of my youth was brittle and it breaks and it would scratch and and, and so on. It was, it was hard, but They've kind of come up with some kind of silicone co-polymer or something (laughs) there. You know, like the plastics, these wet brush bristles are an evolved plastic. What makes it helpful for us is that it's so hair friendly and not going to create static electricity in the coat like some metal brushes might, especially on a cold, windy day cold windy day plus metal in the coat is for sure a way to create static electricity and therefore uh, ultimately tangling of the coat. So they're very flexible pins too, you know, and that's why for some of the thicker coats, I like the vented hairbrushes that have a little bit thicker pins that are actually embedded in the frame of the brush not in a pad. Wet brush
0: does make a vented brush, but the vented brush that I like the best is the one that you gave me, and it was made by Swisco. It's the Swissco vented brush, and I still have it, and I use it all the time. It has nice, stiff bristles.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I didn't name it because I think that company's Gone bye bye.
0: Oh no! I can't
1: find Swisco. Um, I've been selling the Conair vented brushes at my shop because I can buy them really cheap, like three to five dollars, and get ten bucks for them at the shop. So,
0: well, that explains a lot, Barbara. Because I searched and searched for the Swisco brush. I mean, I looked and I couldn't find it. <laughs> So I ran out to the trailer and I grabbed it and I looked at the name. (laughs) But I did see a lot of those Con con Air ones that looked pretty reasonably priced. So even though I did recommend the wet brush with the longer bristles for the standard poodle ears and head, I might actually convince her to get also the one with the shorter vented back and see if that doesn't help. Yeah, it's good to
1: have both. I mean, you know, like, why do we think that, pet owners are going to be able to have one tool and we've got yeah, like 45 <laughs> you know i've got 45 brushes at my table <laughs> got, but what i don't have so much of are slicker brushes anymore because slicker brushes i maintain are just like picking away gouging chipping and basically harming the coat on the long haul. That's not to say that they don't have uses, they really do lift little teeny pieces of twigs and stuff and they do align the hairs all perfectly at the end. But to really be working the coat uh, while you're fluff drying or combing out, yeah. I have a favorite fluff drying
0: and drying tool in general. And that is our last tool that we're going to discuss here on the end of the show. And that's the Pinello comb brush. Man, this thing is the cat's pajamas. I love it so much. My favorite way to use it is to spray a little conditioner on when I'm drying the dog out and encourage that like fluffy undercoat at the butt of a golden retriever or in a Pomeranian coat. Just encourage that stuff to let go and fly away. I find that so gratifying. I don't know why, but I thoroughly enjoy a shed with the Piniello. Do you think that's made with the same kind of plastic so it's gentle?
1: Uh, I don't think it's quite the same.
0: Okay, because I was wondering.
1: Because it, it, it's harder
0: and more molded. It's probably an injector mold.
1: Yeah, it's. A, I think it's a different process. But nonetheless, the Piniello brush is like the ultimate hair friendly tool and I use it you know what this cat is poking me in the my, I was wondering hey, what was going on <laughs> usually
0: I am a distracted
1: my, one my cat <laughs> is at my feet my animals are all acting like I didn't feed them this morning and and I did <laughs>
0: What do you think of the Pinello brush for the standard poodle ears and tail? Because that's all she's going to have to maintain with it. Would that be a good choice?
1: Yeah, but I don't think it's the Pinello brush all by itself. The Pinello brush followed by a comb.
0: Or the Swissco vent brush or the equivalent of the Swissco vent brush or the wet brush.
1: Yeah, well, sometimes you need a finer, some kind of a finer thing to finish.
0: So I should give her a comb as well, of course. The Pinello brush and a comb should be fine. There we go. All right. I love the shape of the canicular points on that Pinello brush. I'm sure that helps conicular. Yes, think it's conicular.
1: Conical. Oh,
0: yes, conical shaped. All right, Barbara, I am off to the hockey game, and you right. get to talk to Jennifer Lee. That's pretty exciting, All, and we'll have some kind of a nice update next week, perhaps. Yeah, we'll have an
1: iGroom. I hope to do an, an iGroom update for you all, because I know there's a lot of questions just racing around the Facebook pages as to what's going on with iGroom. I'm going to find out from the woman herself Miss Jennifer Lee. So
0: stay, stay tuned. tuned here. All right. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for supporting our sponsors and happy grooming. See you next week on the Groom Pod. Bye, Barbara. Bye, listeners.
1: Bye, Susie.